0: Hello, 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 and welcome to WDGS 333 on your podcast station. This is your girl, Frida. I am your host here to bring you the most of what did God say ministry today, today, today. Oh my, oh my. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to conclude with a part two on causing complication confusion by contradiction. You know, it's amazing to me, and I'm going to say to me, to me, to me, to me, that whenever God spirit start dealing with me on coming before his people, his children, on what to say, Most times, you know, many of you know I freestyle. You know, if you don't know what freestyle is, that means I don't have a script. I don't have anything written. Uh, I may make a few points, you know, highlights, and write those down. But generally, when I come before God's children and God's people, and I say God's people because none of us would coexist except I believe. I believe, except it be by the ordinance of God's power. So to say that, you know, I want to just say this word, complication, confusion, and contradiction. When God brought those three C's to me last week, it's amazing since then. It's like I've heard those words on the TV I saw those words at the beginning of a movie, Contradiction, and I said, oh my, because whenever I come before God's children, and I believe we all are God's children, whether we do good or not so good, you know, just like when a parent have children, some of them are good kids and some of them are not so good. And that doesn't mean, though, they are not your children. Oh, I hope somebody got that. It does not mean we are not God's children. And it does not mean we are not even chosen in being God's children to do something greater. Oh, I hope somebody got that. We can be God's children chosen to do something greater, although today, we might not be doing things that please God. Oh, I hope somebody got that. I think about David, how David was a child of God, and the and and, and he was chosen by God, but he didn't always do things according to God. But I want to talk about how we fall prey to damage and destructions in our lives when we become consciously minded. Now, this is the key word. Consciously minded that you are causing complication, confusion, and contradiction. Oh, God help me today. And I just remembered I forgot to put my cell phone on Do Not Disturb and that's what happened. (laughs) The reason I didn't bring the part two um, of this message to my normal Conclusion, because I had a call that came in and it immediately interrupts the podcast if I'm recording from my cell phone. So in case it happens today, which I hopefully, prayerfully, that it will not. But I'm not going to be too lengthy because I just want to hit it and quit it. You know, that's an old phrase we used to say back in the 60s and the 70s. Hit it and quit it. So, you know, I just want to hit it and quit it today right quick. But in, 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 in doing that, I want to just make a few points. Because my heart grieves a lot of time when I see how things are going on in the world today. And I hope that anyone that has a heart of compassion, your heart will grieve as well. You know, sometimes it grieves like you feel like your heart is bleeding, and I guess that's why it's it's just a red muscle, because things can happen to make our heart bleed, so it don't have to turn red, it's already red. But it even vexes me even more when I see what be happening in this world and we people as leaders or who have declared themselves or a- been appointed because of your abilities to be a leader. So this morning, as I was brisking across the news, I heard the word again confusion. And I said, "My God, there's that word again. And it was from the man who works with the President of the United States with the consent the Center for the Center for Disease Control out of Atlanta and one of the things he was saying is that how confusing politicians in leadership position is causing America to become because one minute they're saying engage and then the next minute they need to tell people to disengage for the safety practice. So he used the exact words to say those decision makers who are doing such things or creating confusion in the land? I said, "Oh my God!" And then Sunday, God had the word contradiction to come right before me. I was watching something, and you know, on um, on Amazon Prime, and it immediately defaulted to a movie on contradiction. It was a documentary movie. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, God. So, you know, when God starts giving you the same words after he have had you to execute a message, well, I hope somebody get this. That's what your Holy Spirit will interpret as confirmation. God has a way of confirming himself to let you know if you're on the right path. If you said the right thing, if you're moving in the right direction. See, that's the beauty of God. God will confirm himself to let us know when we're right and when we're wrong. Now, it's up to us because he gives us a free will to decide if we're going to continue to pursue that path of what's right to do, what's right to say. Or if we're going to ignore God, oh, God help me today, and go on in our own free will choice. And he gives us the ability to do that. That's why a lot of times I find myself, I can't fall out with people and say that I have the mind of Christ. Because I, I know deep down within the root of who I am. That every person has a free will choice. I got a will. You got a will. All God's children got a will. And that will was given by God. Now, there are consequences to whatever we choose. It can be good consequences or not so good. But it still will rely on a free will choice. You know, oftentimes I make decisions to do things that are outside of the normality of the way someone else may perceive in their own concept of free will. And I learned to be okay when other people make choices. If you choose to defraud, to lie, to manipulate, listen, let me just say this. I won't fall out with you about that because I have a foolproof, full clad system And it's these few words that's between you and God. God gave me this revelation twenty five years ago, and I was remember exactly what kind of work I was doing, and I was being very challenged. And God spoke to me. He said, "You're investing too much of your emotions, Alfreda." Whatever these people, I had twenty three people working under me. It was very challenging. And God said, you just do what you are led and instructed to do. And whatever they don't do right, they'll have to deal with me. So I said, "Mm, okay, God. And that's when that little voice gave me that phrase. That's between them and God. And so I find myself as I journeyed from that time to now. I don't really get invested too much when people make choices and decisions to do what I know they have. The mental capacity. I hope y'all hear this. The mental capacity, the mental ability. If you are equipped and skilled to teach and lead and guide someone, then I don't need to question why you're doing what you're doing. Now, listen to the key word. If. You know, that's a big word. See, people think a lot of times big words have to have 10 letters. But a big word can be defined just by the meaning. If you are skilled. See, it's a lot of people that have positions. Some appointed themselves and some was appointed by others. But whether or not you skilled for that position, is a whole nother if. And this is why I believe there is so much more complication and confusion and people tend to be contradictory. Not because they should be in leadership positions. I hope somebody get this now. Because if you should be a leader, you should desire to lead people in the best way possible. And if you're not capable or competent enough to do that, then you should not be offended if somebody calls something out about your character. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Competent and capable determines your actions in your character. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Let me say that again. Competent and capable acts out in your character. Oh, God help me today. You have to decide if your character is causing you to show confusion and contradiction. See, the Bible tells us let everything what God instructs us to do be done decent. Now, what does decent mean? Put a question mark and look it up and in order. And if something is not done decent and in order, then that automatically is going to put your own character with a question mark of capable and competent The Bible says it clearly and plainly. Everybody that cries, Lord, Lord, is not going to be saved. What does that mean? Everybody is not going to be saved because they declare salvation. Now this God word, he said there are going to be people that say, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demon's in your name. They exercise skills and traits but not skilled from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit what it does, it leads and guides you into all truth. So the Holy Spirit is not going to tell you to pray for somebody who need to practice social distancing. And then have you to invite people to engage in a gathering. Oh, God help me today. See, this is the type of contradictions that many people put their character on front street. And the sad part about it, if your character is called out, you as a people, I'm going to say, we as a people, many times will get offended. But I always got this other little saying, if what somebody say about you bothers you, if it bothers you, change it. And if you don't want to change it, don't be bothered about what somebody say. And so long as you examine yourself and ask yourself, did that person tell the truth or a lie? And see, this is where the Holy Spirit is going to come in. Because the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you into all truth. And the Bible said we can only worship God In the true essence, in spirit, and in truth. So whatever you hear that somebody say, and if you think that they they tapping on your toes, oh God help me today. The first question I always do is examine what they're saying. It's the simplicity of two words, either yes or no. Now what they say, is it true? Either yes or no. If it's not true, then guess what? If I say something untrue, that still breaks down to my same little quote. That's between me and God. But if I say something that is actual and factual, and you choose to fall out with me, that's still between you and God. And this is where we bring and cause complication, confusion, confusion and contradiction. Because the contrast of saying you are a Christian, if you are causing complication, confusion by being contradicting, then that's a contrast and a conflict. Oh, I hope somebody got that. Woo! That's a contrast and a conflict. And the conflict is not because of The person who said what they said, the conflict is contrast because your spirit. Oh, I hope somebody got that. If you are in a dilemma of anger or bitterness because the truth, that's a contrast that conflicts in your character. And that's still at the end of the day between you and God. I believe that's in the book of Romans. It said at the end of every day, every man will give an account. Every man will give an account for his own words and deeds. See, people, it's not about me. It's not about me. I am not on this microphone. I am not on Workshop Wednesday. I'm going to be honest. Because I actually feel like being before the people. I am moving by a calling. And if anybody don't understand that, that means whether you feel like doing what you want or should have, could have, would have did. When you become Christian, Christ-like, the mind of Christ, this is why I come the way I come. Because there are many things I had to stop doing. See, this is not something that's just about God's children and God's people. This is about I have to do the same thing. Otherwise, I'm going to be a hypocrite. And if I'm a hypocrite, I call me out. See, the truth don't, you can't make it be nothing but what it is. Truth is nothing but truth. That's all you can make truth, people. You can never make the truth a lie. Now, that's the part about accepting truth. You know, I got a web page and recently somebody texted me something. And I knew my web page when anybody went to it. God had already told me because how he led the vision, I knew I was going to receive controversy. See, I know if some people already won't like the first thing they see. I put a picture with two of my grandkids, but I had a logic behind that picture. I had a vision behind that picture because of the attire and because the symbolism of the picture but see you gotta have a spiritual eye to see the meaning it was not about just picking out two of my grandkids out of all the kids there were other kids in my website i don't even know because you know when you set up a website you can do it and create it from scratch or you can create it from a template so my thing in my mind in this template now i got other children on there i don't know and don't nobody else know but then i got two children that I do know and some other people will know. So I included them. But it was a message in looking at the picture. The picture represented two children moving forward in a stride. They're moving forward. And even though we many times in our lives we cannot get delivered from our damage because we don't move forward and they were moving forward in a unity. They were moving forward. Oh my God, when I I'm telling y'all, but when people don't have a spiritual vision to see the vision, this is what they do. They criticize. They pick. They they critique. Let me tell y'all something about me that you might not know. It's a lot of people do a lot of things that I promise you don't make any kind of sense to me. But the Bible says that we are given our mouth for three purposes. To rebuke, to reproof, which means correct. And to edify, to encourage. A lady called me yesterday. She's starting and spearheading this movement for the young males of our culture. And she asked me, she invited me to become a part of her administration team. And so I asked her the question, what are the requirements? And so she gave me the, 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 the requirements for people that will sit on her administration board. And after she gave me that description, I told her, why well, I would be honored. And although her vision differs from if I started it, but you know what? Instead of jumping on her, her bus and telling her how to drive it, you know what I did? I encouraged her. I encouraged her as a means of support because that's her vision and she shared with me there is a diversity in her vision that's not normal and I said but you know what my sister however I can support you you know in impartation feel free to reach out to me see this is where we as a people offer a lot of contradiction confusion and complication. Because we don't understand somebody else's move and purpose. We feel like we can't support them. I recently supported someone in an event that I truly don't understand, but I still supported them. And this is where you got to be in your mindset following Christ. Just because you don't like what a person doing don't mean you have to withhold yourself from supporting that person. Oh, I hope somebody got that. See, this is where we fall as a culture universally of people. There's a lot of things folk do I don't agree with and I definitely don't approve of. You know, I heard a pastor one day, and I'm gonna bring this podcast to a close. He was ministering a message, and the local fair was 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 in in, in the city where everybody liked to go to Perry, Georgia. And he was asking people when it came time for tithes and offering. He said, now, y'all may not want to put no money in the church and act like you don't have any. <laughs> he said, but I know you got money to go to that fair. He said, and see, this is where he said, now he brought this message. It was tight, but it was right. He said, y'all as a people, as a culture, he preaching to his congregation. Well, I hope somebody get this. He said, y'all will wait to August and no school going to start in August. But you will spend money for the fair and you won't put it in the church and you, you won't get your children situated for school in advance. Now, I said all that to say this. We can look around in the honest truth and we see this as a movement almost. People will run off and do what they want to do for their self-gratification, their self-pleasure, and they may spend money and do stuff and haven't spent the money they need before they left to do whatever they do for the, what they need to do for their kids or what they need to impart in the ministry. And that's okay. See, this is where I come in on the free will choice. I don't stop dealing with people or supporting people because they do stuff that I disagree with. That's the way we need to become less complicated. See, this is when you really know you have the mind of Christ, you won't be so contradictory. You don't have to embrace what I choose to do. I don't have to embrace what you choose to do. But let's not be complicated and contradict God's word and say we love folks. Oh, God, help me today. If you say you love me, you will continue to deal with me and support me, even though you might not like what I do and what I say. Oh, I hope somebody got that. See, see cuz if you don't then you're contradicting your whole life as you walk as a Christian and even worse if you are a leader or you have a leadership position. Now as long as I'm not committing a sin. See, if I was sinning and if I was cursing you out and I and if I was telling lies on you, oh okay then you you know I can I can embrace you not wanting to entangle yourself with little old me. But if the truth and even words of kindness or encouragement or love pursue what I say, if my actions show you love, oh, God help me today, I'm not going to live contradictory. If I say I love you, I can tell you the truth and still love you. If you say you love me, you can tell me the truth and I should still love you. See, this is how we can uncomplicate these these contradictions as Christians. Oh, I hope somebody get this. It's time, my people. They're falling out because one person don't want to embrace what you do or what I do. I'm not going to fall out with you. Because there's a whole lot of choices, I promise you. People make, I just wouldn't make them. Some of them, I would be really too scared of God to make. You know, so I just want to ask this question. Why do you believe this coronavirus is out in the land? Now, all of us who are true believers of God, we know God can create in the mind of a scientist to come up with something in one day and and we'd have had a vaccine. Why? Ask yourself that question. Just ask yourself. Why do you think if you have a, a true deepness to believe in God? You know that your belief says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. So my question mark is, why do you believe because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think? He is allowing this Corona to take place and to run its course as long as it has and now has gotten to a worse state. Because now there are over 13 million people. So now this is the biggest death rate from a historical pandemic in the history that they can date back. Why do you think that such a time is now? Now, I don't know about your answer, but I'm going to tell you what my answer was. I keep thinking about Sodom and Gomorrah. I keep thinking about Pharaoh and the plagues, And I keep thinking about Moses and, and him bringing the children out of bondage. You know, and it has gotten to the point that the churches, they, you know, they supposed to be an established. I'm talking about the building established for when people, needed that spiritual, emotional, mental healing. You know, it grew in communities and neighborhoods to set that platform and foundation. But see, what ended up happening, oh, God, help me today. I got to say this, y'all. What ended up happening as I began to, as my grandma say, keep living, and I start going, I've been in so many churches, y'all, in various denominations, and what I began to see more than anything is that churches, the building, became a meeting place. Oh, I hope somebody get this. It became more like a meeting place than a healing place. And so I would run in these churches to get healing. And then I'd get there and get damaged. Or oh, maybe somebody ain't never experienced that before. But that happened to me and many of them. And i tell you why it happened. Because I would hear people say one thing, but I would see them do another thing. So that made it complicated for me. Because I saw the contradiction. You say you love me, but you tear me down. You say you love me, but you envy, you jealous, you in competition. I don't spend my days worrying about what somebody got and how they got it and why they got it. Oh God, help me today. I have too much other stuff to do to work out my own soul's salvation. Now, if the Lord give me a word to say, I say what he instructs me to say. But I have to say, you know, I just start seeing where. Although the church should be considered like a healing place. You know, like a hospital. I told somebody about a month ago, like a hospital for the sick. But then why there's so many churches where it seemed like to me now, I'm just saying to me, that the people in the churches, I saw more damage and sickness than I did when I was out here hanging out in the clubs. Because I understood club people. Oh, I know nobody may want to act like they, they, they don't understand, but I understood club people because I know we all had a common goal. We had a goal to party, have a good time, and, and 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 commit our sins. And this was our routine. But when I when I changed venues and I stopped going to the club to go to the churches, I thought when I changed venues that I was going to see a difference. But I began instead to see. I said and asked myself now, are the people in the church, if the church not healing the people, and the people in the church are more sick and damaged than the people I know in the club, I understand why don't people sick and damaged. But I couldn't understand it in the churches. So I did, a, a, I would do spurts. I would withdraw. And then I go back into the church. And then I see the same thing. Then I withdraw. Then I go back into the church. And I see the same thing. Then I withdraw. So I spent many, many years asking myself are the people healing in the church or are they hurting in the church? And I know for myself, every house I went in, it was some hurt. It was a lot of church hurt. So I had to come to a conclusion to understand this. I can't look at the people in the building just because I fellowship with them. And until I got that revelation, listen to me now. I could not get healed by church folks because it was too much confusion. It was too much complication and contradictions. So I had to start narrowing my life to work out my own soul, salvation. Well, I hope somebody got that. And until sometime, we, that's that narrow path. You know, the Bible said, broad is the way, but narrow. Is that path? That many, broad is the path. I'm sorry, broad is the path, but narrow is the way. And it's a few is going to find it and walk therein. I had to find that narrow path. Because when I was on the broad path, I couldn't see the narrow way. My eyes was too busy looking around. And I remember sharing this to one of my pastors in one season in this church I was in. And they came to my place of occupation, him and his wife. And he asked me to come back into the fold. And I said, no disrespect, pastor. He actually is titled as a bishop. I said, but it was too much confusion. These were my exact words to him in the house in the church building was too much for me. I said, and if I would have kept coming and getting in those clicks, I said, I know I would have ended up going to hell. And I don't need to come to church to find my way to hell. I can find my way to hell all by myself. I don't need a leader to lead me in the path of destruction. So, you know, he began to explain some things that were going on in his personal life. And he, he admitted to the fact, you know, he knew that the ball was dropped, so to speak. And because of all these this confusion in his personal life. and I And I respectfully heard him. And then I came with another reply. I said, well, you see, you and your current wife just came to my job. And although sometimes I don't feel like coming to work, I got a lot of personal problems. I recently went through a divorce. My children, I had three children in high school that had to go to two senior junior proms. And, you know, they're they're just beginning to get out here in the real world. And you want to keep them covered. So, you know, I got all this stuff on my plate. And I got all these demands from my supervisor over my head. I got these people underneath me. So I understand your position I got people over me I got people under me and then I still got my own soul I got to figure out but if you have a position I suggest just like I got a leadership position as a property manager but just because I got personal problems if I let these properties fall that's gonna affect the people. It's going to affect the residents. It's going to affect the staff, my staff. I'm having accountability for all these people that's under me. And this is what I'm talking about. If you got a position, you carry a responsibility with that position. And yes, personal problems will come. We go to our 9 to 5 and we know we got personal problems. Some of us end up losing our jobs behind our personal problems. And this is where I come in, don't understand in the spiritual world. If people got personal problems that big, then maybe you should do what is the best known thing to do step down, relinquish the position. Because it's somebody that can fill it and fulfill the people. If I couldn't do my duty as a property manager because of my personal problems, then the only thing going to happen if I stay in my position, I'm going to damage and hurt the residents and the staff that I have an accountability for. See, we can see the logic in what I'm saying. But how many people are willing to be honest and take a stand and not cause conflict or confusion by living contradictory? You say you want to lead people to the promised land. You want to lead people to the path of righteousness. You want to lead people to a place of healing and deliverance. Oh God help me today. that. But then people want to Say, well, you know, I got these problems. Well, if it's too much to handle your personal problems and your position on your job. Because like I told the bishop, I said, you know what? This is a job for me. And I believe when a person takes a position for God, even with your personal problem, that's a job for you. Oh, God help me today. That's why I keep trying to say Is everybody in the positions? Are you there because you place yourself? Because somebody saw that you had the competent and capable skills and appointed you. People, it's too much going on in our world. And the world as a whole are confused. None of us have any type of concrete. Answer to this COVID nineteen, the coronavirus, none of us do. It is a silent killer, medically determined. Now, that's one last thing I want to say. People pray for these essential workers. They pray for these people that got to got to be working in these hospitals and make direct contact. And they say, God, protect them and keep them. But the more people that get out there and engage in events and entangling and and, and risk the lives of anybody that come, because if you ain't self-quarantined. You're at a risk and you're putting someone else at risk. And when that happens, you give overload work to those medical essential workers. And I feel you cannot be a Christian and tell me you got compassion for these medical workers. But you contributing to possibility of sending a mass of people there. I shared this with a girlfriend and I'm going to bring this podcast to a close Saturday. That how I just don't understand. That's just the confusion. That's the complication and the contradiction. And she told me about a pastor, she said, in Texas. He had a gathering, I think, if I'm quoting her correctly, she said, with 25 people. It was only 25 people. Because he didn't want to go over the maximum limit. But he wanted to have an event. And I don't know, how Texas is a big state. So I don't know who the pastor was and she couldn't remember the name, but I'm just quoting what I was told. She said after the event, 18 people got sick. They was tested with the COVID-19. 5 of those people died, and one of them was the pastor. I'm just saying people. I'm just saying I back to the question, why do you think God has allowed the coronavirus to exist and still be here? And out of all the brilliant minds in the world, they haven't came up with a vaccine for it. I think the same reason he allowed the plagues for the children of Israel During the time of Pharaoh. Check it out. It's in the Bible. First of all. They had a leader. That. Did not want to. Hear. What God. Was instructing. Pharaoh to do. Secondly. After God showed. His children of Israel. All his miracles and he released them out of being slaves and in bondage. Remind me of my own culture of people. They still got all these blessings of miracles and they still murmured and complained. And they was looking around, still seeking other gods to serve. When they saw the miraculous powers of the unseen God, they still wanted to make gods. I think about Sodom and Gomorrah. That if his uncle, Abraham, had not been a righteous and upright man with the effectual fervent prayers of Abraham availed much. Would even Lot and his children been covered to be saved. God gave Abraham that vision of Sodom and Gomorrah and he knew his nephew and his nephew family was in that city. And that entire city was destroyed and Lot's wife was destroyed because She decided to look back. So many times, God can heal and deliver us, set us free, bless our lives. We're not starving. We're able to make it. We're surviving. We got good days of feeling good. All is well with our children. And we still want to look back. At our old life. We want to look back. We want to reach back. We want to feel back. And we want to stay back. Stuck in our minds. On what happened. That we can't undo. Sodom and Gomorrah. Was being destroyed. Her looking back. Wasting time to even glance back. Could not stop God. From destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. And many times, no matter how much a person want to look back at their past damage, no matter how much a person want to look back at yesterday, it's not going to stop the hand of God from doing what God chooses to do. So why do we exert this energy? I tell you what I think. I think because we just don't want to humble ourselves, pray, seek God's face, Take his word. Learn of him. Because then we we'll have to be obedient. We'll be held accountable. You know, that's what they used to teach us when I was a little girl. To whom much is given, much was required. And sometime on your journey, you be like, Well, I don't want to learn the Bible because I'll be held accountable. Well, let me tell you something. I heard an awesome message by a pastor. He said, you're going to be held accountable for what you don't choose to know. Staying in ignorant, like the Gentiles in the Bible don't give you a free card to get out of jail or hell. You can be ignorant to a lot of things, but just because we don't choose to learn God's word, take his yoke and learn of him. Don't mean, you know, like the old folk used to say, well, God ain't going to. He hold you accountable for what you don't know. I can agree with that. But did nobody say God won't hold us accountable for what we don't choose to know? God said, I set before you every day blessings and curses. You choose. What are you choosing? Are you choosing to know God? Are you staying and running away from God's word because you fear the more His word you learn, He gonna hold you accountable, and you have to walk in it, you have to obey it? Oh God, help me today. I just want to encourage someone as I bring this podcast to a closure. Ask yourself the question: Why is God? Why do you think God? Has allowed Corona. Whatever your answer come up to be. Examine yourself. And see if you play a part in your answer. See if you play a part. If your answer. Say for example. If you think it's because. People are being disobedient. Examine yourself and ask yourself. Are you following the guidelines? Are you following the rules? Are you being disobedient? I'm just saying. If so. That means. You're you equally guilty. you equally guilty of causing complication, confusion, and contradiction. You all have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. Let your light so shine that people can be drawn to you. And they can say, I want to walk in that truth. I want to walk in that integrity. I want to walk in that self-control. That person got a lot of self-control that I see. And see, when you draw people by the integrity and truth of who you are in Christ, this is how God get glory. See, we love to think that the only glory God going to get is when we wave our hands and sing and shout and run around the church and say hallelujah. But let me enlighten you on the scripture. The Bible said, when men see your good works, that glorifies our Father in heaven. So even your conduct and character is glorifying to God. Because men got to see your good works by your conduct and your character. Amen. Amen. Again, have a beautiful blessed day in the Lord and may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs. May you not have any needs now. And even the things you desire as you delight yourself in God. And may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And until the next podcast upload, I bid you guys love, peace, blessings to you all. God bless. Good day.